0: I'm your host, Georgia Dostal, and welcome to The Balanced Ballerinas Podcast. Join me on this journey as we explore mindset, self-development, the transformative power of movement, delve into nutrition, small business insights, goal-setting, and of course, the profound impact of ballet. All while seeking that crucial balance within this beautiful art form. In each episode, you'll get an exclusive peek behind the curtain of my life, managing two thriving businesses, GC Dance for school-age students and Balance Ballerinas, which caters to the adult ballet community. Tune in as I bring you conversations with incredible guests aiming to inspire you to find that delicate balance between grit and grace, embracing the enchantment that a regular ballet practice can bring to our daily lives. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Balanced Ballerinas Academy, offering in-person adult ballet classes and online courses. I'd love you to check out the show notes for links to join our fantastic community or visit balancedballerinas.com for further information. Speaking of incredible guests, is this now your third time on the podcast, Virginia? Yes, it is. Round three. Thank you for having me again. I don't think anyone's been on the podcast three times. I'm honoured. Yeah, how good. And also, I don't think I've ever read that intro in front of somebody because I always do it in post-production. Mm, it was
1: good. Thanks. I like it. <laughs> I
0: approve it as Virginia approved. Excellent. Um, so what I thought we would do, I wanted to kind of do like a fun episode. I thought, you know, oh, can we – I was going to do like a, a – get ready for 2024, like inspo kind of podcast. And then I was like, no, let's just have some fun. Like, let's just have a chat. There's enough out there about what we should and shouldn't do to get ready for the new year. So I thought you'd be kind of fun to bounce these questions that I found off a Pinterest board. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, I was explaining to you that the questions are titled a year end review. So it kind of gives you a little bit of you know, a review of this year, but maybe a little bit of information about next year and, and um, yeah, where our heads are at. So
1: that sounds like a lot more fun than a guilt trip of what we should do next year. Yeah, totally. Exactly.
0: That's what I'm thinking. So let's go. I want to dive straight into it because I actually feel like some of these questions will have many twists and turns and we'll probably spend a bit of time on them. So first one, and I love this one word to describe the year
1: unexpected very Ooh. much so yeah I didn't expect to be doing I think we might have talked about it at the end of last year exam classes yes. for RAD ballet exams and I also didn't expect to get phone calls from two of my former jobs to ask me to come back to work this year which has also infringed on my ballet time that's not fair <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay. I um, as you were talking, I was just thinking. You know what I should have done? You need to introduce yourself.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, how do I introduce myself for this time round? Because normally we have a context. The first time we sat down and had a chat, we talked about my business, Demi Point Dancewear. Yeah. The second time was in the context of the ballet exams. Yes. So I guess I should start by saying that I have been your student for 11 years now. That's insane. Since 2013, and I can remember our first class, your first class as well, which is kind of cool. I enjoyed dance as a a child. I danced for a couple of years, but never got involved in ballet, mainly because uh, my parents were a bit worried about not having the right supportive environment. Yeah. And I found that here at Balance Ballerinas. It's been an amazing wild ride over the last 11 years. Um, so, our first podcast chat was all about my little business, Demi Point Dancewear. It's so... not just a little
0: business, <laughs> it's an amazing business where you actually ship bespoke dance dancewear and skirts all around the world, Virginia. That's not a little business.
1: <laughs> actually, Etsy did a year in review as well on their app and it told me that I have shipped to six countries that i have never shipped to before so that brings my total to something like 22 different countries
0: that's amazing so that that, that
1: is pretty cool i am pretty happy with that
0: basically our dynamic is you always trying to play down what you do and me trying to lift you up and boost (laughs) you and tell you that you should actually be charging more for your skirts than you do yes
1: yes and you were the one that gave me the kick to start my business you and kathy were the ones that insisted i start selling my skirts yeah.
0: yeah. Well, um, yeah, see, I just was so rude. I just jumped straight into the questions because I'm dying to answer some of these <laughs> that I just thought, oh my gosh, we should probably introduce you properly. Probably backtrack <laughs> a little bit. Yes. But a lot of people in the BB community know who you are. So yes. that's nice. But I think in case anyone's new, Virginia's been around for a while. She's a piece of furniture here <laughs> at the studio. Hi, guys. <laughs> um, now, I was going to say, can I steal your word? Yes. I shouldn't. I should think of my own. But your
1: year's been unexpected too.
0: Super unexpected in the fact that – I actually don't think I've said this. Um, in regards to having a baby, I was thinking that the baby thing would actually happen more next year in 2024. Ah. So it happened very quickly. Um, yes. And, I mean – how lovely that we had no problems falling pregnant. But it it was very unexpected that it happened so quickly. So I wasn't expecting to have a baby this year. And then I guess um, unexpected, because I had such a a pretty easy, breezy pregnancy, I was fully unexpected (laughs) um, when it comes to what the newborn stage of life would be like. It was a lot. So... I cheated on this first question by stealing your word No,
1: no, that makes sense And I'm sure that even though it was unexpected Knowing you, everything would have been fairly well planned You would have had a plan of attack for the expected pregnancy next year Yeah A little bit, just had to get it all in a bit quicker Just had to modify it and hurry the time frame up
0: Yes, yes Okay, let's go to the next question So number two is the best thing you did for someone else this year
1: I had to have a little bit of a think about that but it was definitely um, helping out at the studio here for the kids ballet exams mm. this year was the first year that you ran rad exams royal academy of dance and it was i really enjoy helping out and playing the music yeah and getting to see these kids show me and show the examiner um, what they've learnt throughout the year, it's I, it's like a little treat for me.
0: Yeah, I love that because we, as teachers, we sort of get to the, that exam day and we're like, "And in you go, do your best." <laughs> <laughs> and I can
1: see the effort that you guys put in and how much work goes in to these to each and every student that you put through an exam. Mm.
0: Well, the best thing that I did for someone else this year, it's a very blanket answer and I promise all my answers won't be baby related, I promise, but probably the best thing I did for someone else was um, mum I gave her a grandchild (laughs) that is amazing and I think your mum has
1: been absolutely stoked with that gift
0: yes I mean she obviously already has a grandchild but she's been pestering me for a really long time to give her a grandchild so now she's just over the moon that she has two little boys in her life and she's so smitten so that's the best thing I did for someone else this year (laughs) it's lots and lots of baby cuddles from Miss Sharon exactly now um number four so your favorite performance or show of the year
1: so I actually got to see a couple of things this year mum and I made a pact um, as COVID hit that we were going to make the most of our time together so we are very close and my dad is not very well so I also am a carer for my dad and when that started getting serious, mum and I said, right, we need to do things for ourselves and we need to take a break. And one of the things that we wanted to do was go and see more shows, go to the ballet, go to different theater productions and do as much of that as we can afford to do. So this year we did a couple of things and probably my favorite was Yuldia by Bangara. Bangara is our indigenous dance theater.
0: I'm and dying was- to see
1: Bangara. Oh, haven't you seen them yet?
0: I've seen them live once, but it was like, honestly, it was like eight years ago. Yeah. So it's probably my second favourite production
1: by them. My hands down favourite has been Benalong. And that was a very narrative-driven story of the Indigenous man, Benalong, and his interaction with white colonisation and the Indigenous massacre that happened um, in Sydney and in New South Wales in particular. Super interesting. It's fascinating. And the way that they tell these really difficult topics through dance is incredibly powerful. So they use elements of traditional Indigenous dance, which is very focused around body and connection and showing landscape and animals, but also fusing that with contemporary themes and contemporary dance, and it's fascinating. But Yuldea was a little bit different in that I think it was the one that they worked with Legs on the Wall Theatre, and that is a theatre group that uses acrobatics and all kinds of different wire work to create really physical scenes. So there was, um, for Yuldea, there was a scene involving escaping from a train, and they were using bungee cords to come out towards the audience and then get pulled back into the stage so it was this really powerful push and pull that was physically demonstrated using sort of
0: acrobatics that they hadn't done before and that collaboration was fantastic wow i love that they do collabs all the time yep love it um while you were sitting there explaining i was thinking to myself frantically have i seen a show this year I don't think I have. (laughs) You've been a bit busy. You've been a bit preoccupied. I know, I know. And you know what? I actually am thinking back through my brain. And I think I I was like, oh, I've got something. But that was last year. (laughs) (laughs) When I interviewed Lee Sing on the um, outdoor stage at Hoda... I think that was the last performance I saw. So it would have been Queensland Ballet. And, and I was really there only because I was interviewing Lee. <laughs> did you get to stay and enjoy the yeah, show? Yeah, yeah, no, I did. Um, I, I did. I stayed back and um, my parents came to watch me interview Lee, which was really nice. And then um, we sat near them and um, I got to introduce my parents to him after the show. So it was really, really nice. And because it was more of a modern take on ballet, dad loved it. He thought it was fabulous. And that was with rock and roll music as it well for was. Rooster. So that yeah. was a lot of fun. Dad goes, oh, is the ballet like this all the time? And I was like, no, it's not. But yes, unfortunately, that was actually 2022, end of 2022. And Bo would have been with you at that point, wouldn't he? He was. So funny story. I was actually um, pregnant. I knew I was pregnant, um, but my parents didn't know. Oh. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. And I remember I, because there was two evenings, so I did um, two interviews with with Lee and the first night I wore my beautiful kind of like puffy white dress which was fine but the second night I wore the black one which is quite um tight and I remember standing I felt very bloated and I remember standing in like the bathroom going oh my gosh I feel like you can see a tummy now I look back and I'm like nobody would have known it was like nothing Nope little tiny peanut in there um but yes so i need to see a show in 2024 yes you do i've actually just purchased tickets to queensland ballet's coco chanel piece i am going to go and see that one as well yes look i'll admit i almost died when i saw the price of the tickets oh um, I, haven't, I haven't oh looked at don't yet. look don't look look support the theater i haven't been to a show obviously for a very long time so um definitely um Going to make up for that in 2024, um, but I bought all my staff tickets to go to Coco Chanel, and um, yes, I'm I'm really just intrigued about what, what they're going to do. Mm. Yes, so I think a couple of years ago,
1: the Aussie Ballet did the Nutcracker, the story of Clara, and it was an Australian take on the Nutcracker. On the Nutcracker, the, <laughs> the Nutcracker. <laughs> you can tell that I have just finished a very long day at work.
0: Oh, this is always going to be a loosey goosey episode. The nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> funny Funny story yeah. My mum's um, Maiden name Is Sharon Clack Oh And so she was Always um, As a child Bullied for being Like Clacker Like Yep <laughs> so she was very excited when her last name changed to Canning. Yes. Anyway, the Nutclacker, keep going.
1: Yeah, it was <laughs> because it was so different and so unique. And also here's me being a bit of a costume snob. Yeah. The costumes look amazing. I wish mm. that I had got to see it when it came around, when it was on tour. And I really hope that they do bring it back. Yeah. But yeah, Queensland Ballet has a couple of different things that I want to go and see. Like I want to tick off all the classics at least once. Like I went and saw Swan Lake this year, um, which was, it was pretty good. I think it was it was the Aussie Ballet Swan Lake that came up to QPAC and I went with mum and a very close friend of ours um, and we enjoyed it. The second act where the swans are sort of standing at the side, that was a little bit monotonous, but I loved Act One, especially, again, the costumes were to die for. Yeah. But you know what? The underrated costumes of Act One Swan Lake are the peasant costumes. Oh, my God, the colours are gorgeous, the shape, the movement of the fabric. And we were also stoked that, um, actually, it was my mum's friend who isn't... is coming to the ballet with us from a non-ballet background i always love going to the ballet with a non-ballet person she nudged me and said have they got bare feet mm. they were in bare legs and flat shoes canvas shoes that almost exactly matched their skin tone oh, to beautiful. the fact that i'm pretty sure the whole audience was like have they got shoes on at all that's amazing and it looked it suited it particularly for the peasants Or oh, the peasants the peasants yeah <laughs> Oh, the peasants, the plebs. <laughs> yes, but I was, I was kind of a little bit miffed that the peasants outshone the the sort of the dignitaries, the courtesans. Yeah, their outfits.
0: Yeah, I love that. I um, speaking of when you take the normal people to the ballet, I remember taking my friend Effie for the very first time. She'd never been to the ballet before, and it was to see American Ballet Theatre when they were out here. Oh my god! And it was the um, Uh, ...Swan Lake with Misty Copeland... (laughs) <laughs> oh, and jealous. that was the first time she saw the ballet <laughs> she would have also been ruined by that yeah I said yeah. to her you're actually done now you can't yeah, go to it. any that other the ballets yeah. yeah I remember I was because you didn't know who the cast was going to be um each night they actually didn't announce it Ooh. and until the night so um when we walked in and I got the cast list and I was like oh my god you Mom. would have nearly cried I was like guess what and she's like what And I'm like Misty's Misty's the star tonight and I was like oh I almost died. Such a fangirl. Yes
1: there are certain people that you are fangirls about even if Mm. you're sort of ballet adjacent or not sort of seriously into the elitist theatre of it. She transcends the ballet world. Yeah there's also Stephen McRae. Yes I got to see him when the Royal Ballet came to Queensland. I got to see him in The Winter's Tale and we were like we tend to go for the matinees just because it's it's an exhausting trip up to Brisbane and yeah. mum, mum and I don't really handle that very well in the evenings. There was one matinee with Stephen McRae and we got it. And they, nice. thank God, published the cast list yeah. at the beginning. But, oh, he was stunning,
0: absolutely stunning. He's just done his knees. I know. He's doing such amazing work for um, for the ballet world. Um, okay, let's keep working down this list. So... I've got here, time you laughed the hardest this year. Honestly, it's probably been in ballet class. Really? Yeah. Have you got a specific example?
1: Oh, the specific example that I think of is actually from last year with a good friend of mine, Anna. Um, and it's just the silly little things. I live quite a serious life outside of ballet. This is my <laughs> relief, yeah. if anything else. Like I one of my jobs is working at a university that is – hard work. It's fairly serious. Um, And then it's dealing with the public in a large (laughs) shopping centre, which is what I've done all day today. So it's it's quite peaceful and soothing and more of a relaxed, fun environment when I get here. Yeah, that's nice. That makes me so happy. Yeah. And it's normally, (laughs) honestly, it'll be my friend Vicky, who is also here at Ballet, We will catch each other's eye from across the studio when we've done a particularly tough exercise. (laughs) We'll start giggling and then you'll catch one of us and we'll just burst into hysterics. Yeah. Yeah, because we'll look at each other and do the, oh my God, I didn't do that well kind of look. And you'll go, Virginia, did you find that tough?
0: (laughs) You know what though? I find as a teacher calling it out, in a joking manner, just like lifts the mood. It does. Because if you've given an exercise, which is really tough, like I'll just be like, oh, sorry, guys, was (laughs) that a little bit hard or joke that my version of fun is very different to everyone else's?
1: And it's never a serious was that hard. It was always you guys loved that being that hard, didn't you? Yes. It very much is, especially when we go into um, like both of us will do advanced classes here and there. I just haven't had enough time. I find that if I get 50% of the exercise right and I enjoy the other 50%, even if I'm doing it wrong,
0: yeah. that's success for me. That's And that's the perfect mindset to go into an advanced class with. Balance. <laughs> exactly. Okay, I've got a bit of a left of field one. Mm-hmm. So it's actually a conversation. And I thought this is kind of appropriate for the pod. It's actually a conversation I had with a student. So... Um, time you laughed the hardest and I actually don't mind sharing this conversation because you'll understand why in a second so I've been like balancing obviously studio life with Bo and I come in in the morning he comes with me to work we teach the morning classes we go home my mum for the afternoon and then I come back at night and next year is going to be a little bit more organized and less running in through the door but this year has been very like run through the door ready to teach the evening classes you never seem like that though oh that's good because it's been yeah it's been a bit of a juggle but I walked through the door this one evening and this was about a couple of months ago probably less and I was like I was like putting my things down and quickly answering a few emails and mum goes um, you're going to have to call back so-and-so, one of our adult ballerinas. And I'm like, oh, okay. And, like, no one calls me. Like, no. everyone emails me. It's so weird. I, I, I was I called like, you
1: once and it was to do yeah. with a concert
0: thing. And it would have been weird. And I would have been like <laughs> – yeah, because no one calls me. So um, everyone knows to get me via email. So I'm like, oh, okay, what does she want? And mum goes, I don't know, but it it sounded serious. Anyway, so I make this phone call. And this particular adult ballet student who's been coming here for quite a while goes um, – I'm just not enjoying the class that she attends. And I said, oh, well, why is that? And she said, there's this new student that's joined and and you'll find this funny um, because you've got tattoos. She yes. goes, she's got lots of tattoos and I just don't I just don't like it. I don't like it in the class. And I, w- I just was speechless. And mum's looking at me going like, what does she want? And I'm like, my mouth is literally open on the floor and I'm like, I was so tired that I couldn't even get angry. I just laughed. And she was like, why are you laughing? (laughs) And and I was like, I'm sorry, you know, whatever her name is. I said, I um, need you to just, sorry, repeat what you've just said. I'm very (laughs) confused. So you don't want to come to the class anymore because there's another student that has tattoos and it offends your eyes. Is that correct? (laughs) Yes, that's correct. And I was like, wow, okay. Well, (laughs) I was like, (laughs) this isn't a nightclub. And and mum just like burst out laughing. I didn't know what else to say. So I was like, this isn't a nightclub. But also I said, there's like 20 people in the room and one person's a few tattoos are like offending you? I was like, come on, you've been here long enough. This is all about inclusivity here. We are not an elitist, snobby, white, blonde hair, blue eyes um, ballet school. And I just, and usually that kind of conversation would upset me more. Yep. <laughs> and instead of getting upset, I just got off the phone and I was like, Are you kidding? And I just wet myself laughing. <laughs> I was like, Wow, that is, when I have moments like that, I'm like, I need to write a book yes, and write all this do. stuff down because it's just so funny. You've
1: had some crazy experiences.
0: So in the adult funny. But yes, and yeah. yeah, the reason I don't mind sharing that story is because I think it's absolutely.
1: Yeah. Ridiculous. Also, there's quite a few of us now who have. Quite a few of you tattoos, have tattoos. Yeah. And I, th- I don't think there's n- there's nothing explicit on them either. So there is sort of an etiquette around tattoos with how much do you show. And particularly yeah. for women who are tattooed, we are pretty conscious of we don't have anything graphic showing, we don't have any swear words showing. If there is something in our tattoos, we usually keep it covered. Yeah. Men can be a bit of a different ball game with their <laughs> pin-up tats. Like that can be a bit of a <laughs> free-for-all. We don't really have that here though. Yeah, no. I
0: had like – we have so few men. I had one beautiful um, – uh, student come last night he was from Sydney he came up and, and did a class Aww. he's been following balance ballerinas and yeah no tattoos though but anyway yeah so continue
1: <laughs> yeah and there's this kind of a, a place for it like I have a little half sleeve that I'm building and if I was to ever get anything that exposed different body parts like there is a a, a classically inspired piece that I want to get that I would definitely make an upper thigh piece so that it's not exposed unless I want it to be. Mm. Um, That would be sort of two classical women who are nude. Mm. And that wouldn't be on my arm or on my lower calf. It would be somewhere that I would be able to keep covered for public reasons.
0: I mean, it's just such a funny one, tattoos. I mean, personally, I I wouldn't get a tattoo. It's just not me and... it's just not my thing and I think my mum would kill me even at 33 (laughs) I was gonna say 32 I'm 33 um But, yeah, I can't, like, I was just like, it's not a nightclub. No, (laughs) also, yes. (laughs) Oh, too funny. The only
1: place that I think we should be covering up our tattoos in ballet is I agree with covering them up for the the exams. Yes, yes. this year. Actually, what did you do for the exam?
0: I can't even remember. So
1: I used tape. So I experimented a little bit with an undershirt and making myself a mesh undershirt. It wasn't going to look all that great. So I used rock tape that is the same colour as my skin. And actually on the way out, the examiner said, I'm sorry, you're injured. And I said, no, no, no I'm covering up tattoos. And she said, well, that's an, that's something that we don't have to worry about with the kids. So I think next year, if I get to do it again, could we maybe talk about an option for a long-sleeve leotard if necessary?
0: The thing is, there's lots of rules.
1: Oh, OK. Yeah, that's a so, good
0: point. So the rules, I, I don't think there's a long-sleeve option. Ah, yeah. yes,
1: because it is the RAD. Yeah,
0: exams and adults are... Um, It's a challenging, (laughs) challenging topic um, which we've discussed before and we need to discuss again. Yes, we do. Um, Okay, let's go to a different one. I've got here something you learned to do or had never done before and I'd love to do this in a ballet context for you class-wise. Oh, here we go. It's
1: honestly smaller, sharper footwork. So Mm. in the exam classes... There is no way of getting out of... There's no past. cheating. There's no cheating. There is no way of sort of skipping steps if they're not making sense. In an open class, the max that you're going to spend on an exercise is 10 to 15 minutes if it's a centre exercise. And if it's at the bar, we've got two goes and that's it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Move on. I don't have to torture myself. The exam classes I do... It was, uh, I think I actually said it in the last podcast as well, was, I think I called it um, a petit jeté, but it's a jeté ordinaire, is it? Where you... can't remember. ...pick the foot up and pass it behind. And I just could not get... Yeah. Yeah, I could not get my feet to... I was trying to shove a foot through a foot, yep. basically. <laughs> and I couldn't figure out how to make room with my feet, but it was... Because we don't spend like week after week on certain exercise in an open class, it wasn't something that I had been able to spend a lot of time on. So we'd do Mm. it once in a blue moon. You'd throw it into the middle of an exercise. I'd fudge it, move on with my life. But they formed part of one of our key exercises and we repeated them ad nauseum. And the way Meg described it was just make space with your leg. Mm. Just give yourself that little inch more of space and there was just a way that she described it that it suddenly made sense. And I've got... Love that. Yeah, I've got some petty Allegro down, which I would have never done before if I hadn't done it in an exam setting.
0: Nice. Yeah, because, I mean, in open class, petty Allegro is very much a quick, let's get this done to warm yes. up for a Grand Allegro or a Medium Allegro. So... Very rarely do we spend a huge amount of time. I should probably make that a bit of a New Year's resolution to actually do a few more complicated Petit Allegro's. But I think um, every teacher is obviously different, has the things that they love. Mine's oh, obviously yes. Grand Allegro. And so I'm always kind of like, yep, quick warm-up jump, and that's our Petit Allegro.
1: And I often find Petit Allegro harder than the Grand ah, Allegro. Interesting. Yeah, the control that is needed and the precision that is needed for it. True. It's something that I
0: struggle with. Nice. Well... My thing, I was just thinking about something I've learned to do or I've never done before, is I'm going to bring this question into the context of my study I've been doing this year. So um, I've been doing my Diploma of Dance with the Royal Academy of Dance and um, just so that I'm accredited, we've got many accredited with the RAD teachers here at the studio um and i've got many ballet accreditations but i've i don't actually have the uh rad one so and i was offered the certificate and i was like no you know what i've got enough certificates i'm going to do the diploma do it properly or don't do it at all Uh, yeah well just i've got enough certificates so i thought let's do the diploma why not um it sort of has brought me back to my uni days, and oh, I yes. yeah, and I'd be very hard on myself um, with my grades. And so Virginia knows that the first assignment I did, it was a very long essay, and I actually finished it, and I asked her to look over it, and she actually helped me kind of with it a little bit and checked the structure and checked that I was ticking off all the assessment criteria. And I handed it in so confidently, and. I got a terrible mark. That's not a terrible mark. It's just like not my level. So I got like a 70% or something, which for me is – for me, is a terrible mark. (laughs) That That is a
1: smack bang on average for the kind of marking that I do at my university. That is a good mark. And I I I say this to students I'm so hard on myself. (laughs) But you were very much like me when I was at uni. So I've done a couple of degrees and I was the same kind of high-pressure student. I put a lot of pressure on myself. I must get an HD. I must get a high distinction in every single thing that I do. Mm. And it's devastating when you don't. But... Now, at the benefit of being thirty plus, you pass. You get degrees. get mark. degrees. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and Passes fu- get degrees. And I think
0: the funny thing is, so I actually put, as you know, because this was pre-baby, I put a lot of effort into that first essay. Um, so I've had three big assignments this year to, to do, and the first one I got your help with, and I put a lot of effort in, and I got a seventy percent, which I should have been stoked about. Yes, I know, I know, Taipei personality over mm-hmm. here. Um, and that's the one I put all the effort into. The other two assessments came just before baby and after baby, and I put far less effort in and I got like 85%, yep. <laughs> closer to 90. And um, yes. So what does that teach me? Um, something I've learned to do is to probably just relax a little bit, just do my best, submit the assignment, and just call it a day and know that I've done my best. Yeah. And it usually actually works out better.
1: And have it in perspective of what else is going on in your life.
0: Yes, as well. yes. And, and
1: also realize that a lot of courses, speaking as somebody who teaches, yes, um, they will put a very hard subject as your first subject to do. It is your make or break subject. So when I was doing my journalism degree back yeah. in, oh God, 2009, we had a compulsory course that you must take as your first class. Mm. And that was the class that I got lowest result in ever. I got a, I think I got a, no, I got a credit. I did get a credit for that, but just barely scraped it. Yeah. And it killed me. And I sort of questioned, do I actually want to do this degree? And that is what it's designed to do. It's designed Weeds to weed out, out the one who either is going to drop out of uni.
0: Yeah.
1: Or is going to change majors. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Interesting. No, that's true. Now that I'm thinking back, I think in my Bachelor of Communications, one of the hardest terms was the first one. First one. Yeah. There you go. Okay, next question. Um I've got here most memorable moment. Or day. It says moment slash day of the year.
1: Hmm. I have, like I want to say the exam.
0: The exam day was actually a bit of a
1: blur because I went from playing the music for the kids to doing my exam to going straight back into playing music for the kids. So that was a really busy day and I don't remember a hell of a lot of it. Mm. Like the entire sitting the exam kind of went over my head. (laughs) The, it was actually another going to a performance, spending five minutes out with mum, going up to QPAC But it wasn't to see Yuldea, It was to see Dead Puppet Society, um, which is a theatre group based in Brisbane. And they were doing a play called Ishmael. And it was based on a sci-fi retelling of Moby Dick. It was in the tiny Cremorne Theatre of QPAC. So it's a teeny tiny theatre, not much bigger than this boardroom, it feels like. Um, And it was absolutely packed. Like, there was not a spare seat in the house because Dead Puppet Society is a much-loved little theatre with some really powerhouse actors. And they'd just come off the back of Holding Achilles as well, which was a major production with legs-on-the-wall theatre. And it was incredible and had a huge queer following as well because it's a very queer storyline. Ishmael was stunning. And it was... We had decided to go and see it literally at the last minute. Like, it was on Saturday. We booked tickets on Thursday. And we thought, it's sci-fi, it's Moby Dick, I'm not that into Moby Dick. It was incredible. And it was, I'm so glad that I took time out of a really busy week to go with mum and have a nice lunch beforehand, walk through the Bougainvillea arch leading into QPAC. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's stunning. And then see something that was much better than I expected.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, looking at this question, am I allowed to answer anything other than the day that I gave birth? Mm -hmm. Like, probably not. (laughs) Probably not. That's a pretty big life
1: event. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I mean, that would have to be the most memorable day of the year, the 23rd um of june so there you go um okay now i'm actually because i i don't want to butcher my answer for this next one i need Mm -hmm. to find it so as you give yours ignore me while i'm scrolling on my phone doing a live scroll um because i need to find it but the best advice you received this year
1: don't worry Literally, and it's come from a couple of people this year. This year has been quite tumultuous. Like I said, it was very unexpected. Yes. Um, There's a lot going on outside the studio. Like I said, I'm a carer for my dad. And this year has been a lot of stepping back and gaining some perspective for that. So I don't have to worry 24-7. There are days where we have other carers in to give us relief. Dad's just spent three weeks in respite, which has given us a much needed break. Carers desperately need respite. Mm. Um, The number of times that mum has said, don't worry about it, I'll do something. Or don't worry about somebody else is going to take care of this. You don't need to stress about it. The number of times that you have said it in class, don't Mm. worry. You didn't get it right, don't worry. Don't worry about us, we'll agree. No, it's like all I good. say it's
0: just ballet. Yeah, it's and just nobody is going to die yeah. in a ballet class. And that's what I say to people too. If I can say, someone who's built their entire life upon ballet, if I can say it's just ballet, it really is just ballet.
1: It really, really is. You've yeah. been in some fairly high stakes ballet as well so
0: being in a pre-professional school yeah it's just ballet yeah it's not like you know it's not like the world ends I always say as a ballet teacher I can leave my work phone at the studio on a Sunday I'm not a doctor no one needs me no one's gonna die
1: (laughs) yep yep if somebody's died in ballet there is something else that has happened to get to that point yeah
0: so I um when i was going through a bit of a difficult time this year i had a friend message me um this quote uh so i just thought i'd read it um and it was trust in actually it's not even a quote it's like a list so she said trust in the process what's next yourself the timing of your life your healing journey the outcome where you're at gut feelings your ability to get through it and all that's to come and yes. I love that. Like, I know I it's a bit that. long, but it's like just trust in a nutshell. Just trust in the process. Yes. Just trust that everything that's meant to be will be, basically. Yep.
1: Absolutely. And I, I love the trust your gut as well. Mm.
0: Particularly as a mum, trust your gut. Yes. Yeah. And particularly as a woman in the world, trust your instincts, trust your gut. 100%. Um, okay, so we've got one more. Ooh. Actually, no, we're going to do two. Mm -hmm. An achievement that you are proud of this year? Mm. I thought you might say your exam.
1: It's either that or I didn't expect to start working at university again this year. Mm. So gaining that contract again, having it come out of the blue is a pretty big thing, but yeah, I think it does come back to the exams because that's something I've wanted to do since I was a kid, not having done ballet. I've done a little bit of jazz. We did jazz assessments. Yeah. I can't remember whether it was a full, formal exam. They're just different though, aren't they? Oh my God. (laughs) Yes, they are. Um, And watching the girls get ready for their ballet exam when I was younger. I wanted to be that, but I, and I think part of me knew as well. It was not, the studio that I was at was not a good fit For me to be
0: there and why is that
1: uh very snobby it was a school based one so it was attached to a school and the daughter of the woman who ran it was in my grade and she was she was a prodigy with dance oh (laughs) my god Um, and it was all her best friends were in the same age group that i was in and they had their clique Of traditional ballet girls and there was no one really like me in there Mm. so I joined jazz and I joined late and I think maybe eight years old Mm. is considered late Mm. Um, I did it for three or four years and she said well you're not good enough to go into your age group so you'll join an age group down because you're just not physically good enough and she said that to me as a seven or eight year old to my face which I don't think is really good
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's terrible.
1: Yeah. And I was the oldest, the tallest, and definitely the biggest shaped girl in there. And there was, there was no one who looked like me. There was nobody who was anything like me, really. Until the last year that I was dancing, there was two more who were in my age group who joined me in class, and who were, who, the one of which was built like me too. So I had somebody that I knew and was not friends friends with but yeah we were incidental friends yeah who was in that group and it was the first time and I felt like I was actually part of a group because there was somebody else who wasn't this snobby little ballet girl who was doing jazz for the sake of diversity yeah yeah Yeah. because jazz was treated as an add-on there as well it was you do ballet and then you do jazz because you want to be commercial
0: yeah it's why it's why my work through balanced ballerinas is so close to my heart because it really is about breaking down those elitist barriers yes that are associated with ballet and really creating a space for everyone um and obviously there's you know because i'm keep thinking now back to our tattoo conversation you know and why i just didn't even entertain that conversation with that particular student because um everyone's welcome I mean obviously there are certain things like you know you shouldn't wear lots of jewelry to class because it's just distracting you shouldn't have I mean it might be a bit different tonight we've got the Christmas party I've even got a tiara situation happening as I'm nodding my head I've got dangly earrings on special (laughs) events special events but you know like you probably shouldn't have your hair out or you shouldn't you know like there's there's certain things in a ballet class but very welcome of all body shapes, sizes, ethnicities, all sorts of things. Blue hair, purple hair, orange hair, doesn't yes, matter. Which I've had all of them
1: you in have. my ballet journey.
0: Um, my achievement that I'm most proud of this year is probably actually just simply taking time off, like actually taking time off for maternity leave, um, which was really hard. Like it was actually really hard to step back. You have not stopped in 10 years. Yeah, so that was, that's. I'm pretty proud of that. Um, now, last question what or whom are you most thankful for this year honestly
1: miss meg that's so cute i love yeah. that that's a great answer you're always here but oh meg, i'm just yes, a constant don't worry, i'm old news now you know that i appreciate <laughs> everything <laughs> you don't <mean> that <laughs> you do <laughs> but miss meg Stepping up and taking adult ballet classes, oh, getting right out of her comfort zone and getting out of her comfort zone with the exam students as well.
0: I'm going to have to make sure she listens to this episode right till the end so that she can get hear that answer because that is a beautiful answer. And, yeah, I'm so proud of her too because she really was unsure about taking adults and I kind of forced her and she did a beautiful job with the exam students. She really, so. really did. Yeah. Um, mine's probably easy and um, it would be mum because it's as simple as and in this previous episode that actually the day that we're recording this, um, the last episodes actually just, just dropped, um, sort of my catch up solo episode. And I said in that episode that the being able to take time off and, um, step back from the studio I couldn't have done without her and she's put in put in so many hours in fact she's out in the kitchen right now um preparing for the Christmas party She arrived about 10 minutes ago she did yes and um yeah I'm incredibly thankful um it's kind of super true what they say that when you have a child you have this whole new different relationship with your mum. uh it's almost like sort of getting to know them all over again it's just it's kind of weird but kind of amazing and lovely all at the same time so yeah there we go so that's pretty much our little recap of 2023 Bring on 2024. Yeah. Is there anything in particular you're looking forward to in 2024 or anything you're Mm. personally going to be focusing on?
1: Actually, personal goal for next year is getting my pirouettes back. Love it. Yeah. At the the end of last year, I was doing pretty solid singles and it has taken me 10 years Mm. to really get on top of pirouette technique. It's just not something that comes naturally to me. And at the beginning of this year, I lost it completely, like cannot turn to save my life and i'm looking forward to a fresh start and going back to solid basic technique yeah. and hopefully gaining them again
0: love it um mine would probably be try i don't know if this is possible don't hold me to it everybody but just trying to be a little less type a personality <laughs> That um, is undoing thirty-three years. Look, I understand that it's probably built into my DNA, but probably Mum's just walked in. She looks very Christmassy. You got red lips going on. I do. Did you hear the answer to my last question? No. What was that? I said that the person I'm most thankful for this year is you. Oh. <laughs> um but we got to wrap it up so um what was I saying I was saying um less yeah, type a, a personality. little bit less type a personality and also just trying to work a little bit smarter although I think you do work smart I do but I think actually this is so see I've already ruined it this is even more type a personality <laughs> yes I think is. I can work even smarter <laughs> yes oh, I don't think so. no I think I can I think I can get d- certain things that pre-baby I used to do and spend a lot of time doing I think I can make the time shorter and get it done quicker oh, oh I know I've already failed I've already failed. okay let's leave that there it's let's not a failure there. it is not a failure <laughs> it is
1: it is realizing that there are limitations to what the human
0: body can do that's true yeah okay let's leave it there no, it's been an amazing year. It has been you, amazing You missed year. the start of the conversation where the – what was that first question? The best thing you did for someone else this year, and my answer was give you a grandchild. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Another grandchild. I'm just beside myself with two little boys to love and adore. It's the best. Yes. It's been a very, very, very best year. do not know. If, I real I real. actually it's been the best. <laughs> I don't know if the microphones will pick up your, your voice. Do you want to just say that again? I just said it. It's been the absolute very, very, very best year. Um, I have two little grandsons to love and adore. I'm tired, but I wouldn't swap it for anything in the world. I adore them. And I'm so proud of my girl. She's been amazing getting through this year. and she's a be- I always knew she'd be a beautiful mum, but she's actually better than I even imagined. She's a better mum than me. She's amazing. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Again, that is very Type A. <laughs> very, very, very. Mum's um, back to decorating for the Enjoy Christmas the party decorating. tonight. Um, it's been a bit of fun on Instagram. So yes, by the it time has. this goes out, I think the Christmas Have you drawn it? Yeah all the Christmas um, giveaways will be done Um, once we've finished recording this conversation we're going to actually draw the winner of the first Christmas giveaway Oh I'm excited which is a Demi Point dancewear skirt Um, and then I'm actually about to drop tomorrow the second giveaway and then I've also got a third giveaway for Christmas because I wanted to just thank the BB community and sort of just celebrate the year that we've had and I've always wanted to do a Christmas giveaway it just takes a little bit of organisation and I haven't got around to doing it so I did this year and um i also just wanted to highlight your beautiful small business so thank you where can we find you you can find me at at
1: demi point underscore dancewear on instagram you can also find me on etsy at demi point dancewear as well and i think you can pretty much just google it i don't use my facebook
0: please don't try to contact me via (laughs) facebook it just doesn't work Oh, I completely agree. Um, but yes, yeah, so by the time this comes out, you would have all celebrated Christmas already. So a um, belated Merry Happy Merry Hey Merry Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and a Happy and New Year. a Happy New Year. Have a great one. Lots of peace and plies.
1: Bye. <laughs>